Welcome to News Corp Australia's Tech Wars podcast, a lively, informative and sometimes heated technology discussion. Greetings and salutations. I'm Jennifer Dudley-Nicholson and across from me is the occasionally wrong Rochester. Yeah, I'm excited about today's podcast. New venue. Yeah, new venue. We have, um, you can't see this, we have curtains. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's curtains. It's not curtains for the podcast. It's, it's curtains. just curtains. Just curtains. Um, and we have very exciting topics to talk to you about today. So there's something called fubbing. Yes. Up first, which is, I mean, you really have to see it on the page to understand maybe a little bit about I'm, what it is. So I'm, I'm going to describe how you spell it. It's a dance craze. Sure. Look, it's a dance craze as far as you're concerned. Sure. Sure. All people dance craze. Um, we're also going to be talking about where you watch your television these days, and it's not on the television. Yeah, it's interesting, that. Yeah, weird. And also flying cars. Kind of. Well, sh- sort of. Yep. Flying-ish cars. <laughs> I think the fly bit's okay. It's the car. It's more car-ish. Flying, car-ish. Car-ish. Yeah. It's like a skateboard. It'll it? take off. It's car-ish. Yeah. Uh, so, first up, fubbing. So, this is something that I've come across this week. Which... I thought it was a literal. I saw it on your screen. I said, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a big mistake again. Yes. So, to describe this word, this is P-H-U- Double B I N G. I think it's got an extra P, hasn't it? But no, see, so that's a different type of fubbing. So the okay. fubbing that we're specifically talking about has two P's, so it's double P H U B B I N G, just to make you confused because it's referring to partner fubbing. PP. Yeah. PP hubbing, they call it. Yeah, no, that, that, that's they weird. Do. That's making it more wrong. <laughs> that's another so- website. <laughs> so the idea behind fubbing, whether it's got two P's or not, P, P fubbing? P-fubbing. That's what I would say. Yeah, okay, when you're out on the street talking mm. to your, your crew. Um, the idea is that it's a it's a con- sort of a contraction for phone snubbing. So this is when you're sitting across from the dinner table from somebody, and, and in the case of P-fubbing, your partner, so it's, it's phone snubbing your partner. Okay. You're sitting across from the dinner table um, from them, and they're looking at Facebook, and you want to basically crush them. So life, basically. Yeah. Um, when you said phone snapping, I went, oh, those poor phones being neglected. People <laughs> need to spend more time on their phones. It's exactly the opposite of that. Right, so, okay. And I find this really interesting because this is something that's kind of come about, obviously, over the past 10 years, and now it's got to the point where if you get a notification that someone wants to begin your LinkedIn network, suddenly it's more important than whatever you're doing, yep. which just really irks me to put it in a really nice manner and I know that I can potentially do it to people because like if I get a ping on my smartwatch I really want to look at my wrist I want to look at my wrist even if I've got a drink in my hand which is a problem yeah or at least could be a problem once you tip it over um but there's been some actual research done into this so backing it up a little bit fubbing actually was the creation of an intern an Australian intern at, uh, an, at an ad agency way so not back the in practice, the day. But the word. The word. Sure. Just, and it's a cute word. Yeah. I think whoever this was, this 20 year old, 23 year old person. Who was never paid for their creativity. Ex- who was an intern, yeah, <laughs> needs to give themselves a big high five. Yep. Um, so the idea behind this is that obviously, you know, you, you're, you're snubbing people who you're looking at. So they actually did um, in America uh, research into this. And so they did an initial study to sort of work out what the bad, sort of the, the most annoying parts of phone snubbing were. And they came up with things like, okay, this is really obvious, looking at your smartphone while talking to your partner. 
Yep. Okay. They, they even said glancing. So even like glancing down at it when you're mid conversation, yeah. you're looking at me like you've done this. Uh, yes, I'm guilty. guilty yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so checking your smartphone during lulls in conversation. Yep. Yep. You're in trouble. Um, even keeping your smartphone in your hands while you're talking to your partner. Totally. Damn it. Um, and also placing your smartphone in view, like putting it on the table at the restaurant. All of the above. Yeah. So your yeah. wife's really got some, some questions to ask. Yeah, I, know. I know. And look, I mean, I think it's worse <laughs> for people like yourself and myself because we wear smartwatches and we get that, as you said, that's notification. Yeah. So even if you don't have it next to you, you do have that, you know, that, that vibration on your wrist or, or your being or is physically moving, telling you that you need to look at this. Yeah, and of course, like, and you would have had this too, I imagine. There are times you don't have your smartphone on you, and you get that that phantom vibration. Have you ever experienced that, where you think your phone's in your pocket and it's vibrated because you think, oh, it's a text message, and you look over. It's like a Hitchcock film. You look over, <laughs> and your phone's over there. How can it make sense? I know. It's which, and it's a real thing. People feel this. It's a it's a acknowledged. A sort of thing that happens that we feel this and it's it's totally distracting I, I just had two weeks off on holidays um, over over the school break and after day one where I checked my work email four times I went like this is it's not good for me I'm on holidays I need to do to not you need to actually disconnect yeah so what I did was I hid the app in my phone mm-hmm. several pages back on my iPhone because I have over 400 apps on my iPhone. Yeah, you've recently. got other problems I've then. got issues yeah. there. Um, and I stopped push notifications. So right. I would only get an email notification if I went into my email to check it. Which is very healthy for holidays. And look, for 10 days until a work crisis <laughs> forced me to check my email, for 10 days I didn't check my email. And look, the first few hours it was stressful. It was that feeling of... I'm You're missing the, out on yeah. something. Well, it's I was no like, inertia. you know that, oh, have I left the no iron inertia. on or something? You know, it's that I should be doing something. That maybe I didn't lock the front door, you know, that feeling. Yeah. It was like uh, something's wrong. But, you know, you kind of push through that, which sounds stupid, but it was actually, it was really quite liberating. Um, yeah, I like still having a phone with me, but at the same time, I've done what you did. I, I hid Facebook because I was spending too much time just like yeah. looking randomly for updates and, yeah. and thinking it was the most important thing in the world. So I actually hid it. Um, in the, the, the sort of the Samsung screen that comes out from the side. Um, and because I didn't see it every time I opened the phone, then I didn't click on it as much. Yeah. And now we have a healthy relationship again. <laughs> what, you um, and your husband or you and me Facebook? Me and Facebook. Everyone. No, me, yeah. and, me and the most important person, <laughs> yeah. Facebook, yeah. Mark Zuckers and I, yeah. yeah. Um, so this, this study that they did anyway, so it, it's kind of looked at as the sort of preeminent, uh, preeminent fubbing survey, if there yes. can be such a thing. And it showed that... More than 46% of people reported being fubbed by their partners. And I talked to yeah, this couple's sure. therapist who's saying, look, we've had, had a massive spike in it in the past six months, mm. which is interesting. Like, I, I can't see it getting better at this point. No, and look, it is rude, and I'm guilty of it. I'm also guilty, um, as you know, I have a thing for audiobooks um, and podcasts, um, but particularly audiobooks, particularly, particularly Napoleonic War audiobooks, and I have my earphones in the whole time around the house. Um, and I'll be listening. This is so specific to you. Surely nobody else does this. I don't know, but I listen to audio books all the time, and then you realise someone's talking, and you hear like you know, <laughs> like the Battle of Waterloo's happening, and all of a sudden you go, oh, you tune in, so you turn off your sound, and it's like it sort of segues into, and can you get the milk? You know, it's like, well, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, now I'm confused. Depends what Napoleon's <laughs> doing that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, 
Yeah. So it's it's just destruction. I think one of the interesting things I found too was that there was a follow-up survey that was done and it was published just this month in Turkey. And in the Turkish survey, they like a lot of people reported having this happen to them in their in their relationships. However, a lot of them also said that they were still happy in their relationships. So maybe it's one of those things where it's going to happen more often, and we're just going to accept it because we're doing it ourselves, and humanity's doomed. But we're okay with that. Yeah, I know. I guess it's. I mean, it's just a, a modern thing, and uh, you know, look, couples ten years ago didn't have that, but they were distracted in other ways. But. I mean, I think it is important that we probably should all think about this and be aware of this and go, you know, there are some times, put the phone away, turn off notifications. Um, and like pay in attention. the car, when you're driving around me specifically. Yeah. Put your phone away. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, look, we've solved uh, every relationship in the future. We've fixed that. Good. Yep. Tick. However, okay, so more distractions, though. Television, yep. we're not watching it on television. Yeah, I think this really interesting. It's kind of bizarre, really. So Accenture do this study each year, um, 26,000 people, 26 countries. So it's not just it a minor like lot a, of things. It seems like a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of countries. Um, and they look at a range of things. But one of the things they, they look at is, is how we watch TV and where we watch TV. And that is changed dramatically and changed quickly. Because we think about TVs and, you know, you and I are interested... Um, professionally at least anyway, in the latest smart uh, TV with the whiz-bang screen and the great, uh, you know, 4K broadcast quality and all that sort of stuff, you know, whether our budgets uh, personally extend to that. I'm interested in You're interested. Sure. I'm really interested. I'm interested in flying cars too. But. That's right. Uh, and we'll get to that. Um, but one of the things that has been the trend in the last few years is not about the, the quality of the image that we want to watch. But the content, so content is king, and content's always king. But what this means is that people are going, look, I want to watch, you know, whatever it is, something off, off Netflix or off iView or streaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I want to watch that now on a device that's with me now. It's so, like everyone's expectations have completely changed. Sure. Um, and, look, you know, sometimes we're in the house watching it, but still not necessarily on the TV. And sometimes we're not in the house. Sometimes we're commuting on the train or whatever. So here's some figures. So, look, two years ago, 65% of people out of this 26,000 said, when I sit at home to watch TV, I watch it on the TV. You know, a TV show, if I want to watch a TV show, 65% mm-hmm. said I watch it on the TV. Two years Seems ago. Seems legit. Yeah. Last year, that dropped to 52%. Now it's down to 23%. 23%? And in Australia, and we're leading the way here, hey, but we're even more. 20% of Australians say, when I want to sit and watch TV shows, I sit in front of my TV. Where are these people watching these TV shows? They're watching it on their other devices. So their computers, their laptops is now the most popular device. That um, seems nuts. And then tablets and smartphones. So the TV is not totally dead, but it's a different thing. And it's a different bonding experience too. So, you know, back in the day, the family sat around and we all watched whatever show together. Yeah. You know, Seinfeld or and whatever. And then you typically like talk about that the next day because everybody had watched it live. If yep. you didn't get to watch it live, then you'd have to work out how to use your VCR or your G-codes or whatever the hell they were. That's right. And so it was more of a community thing, whereas now you're like, have you binged on this TV show and what about this TV show and are you subscribing to this? Yeah, that's right. And, and so within the house... We make decisions that, you know, instead of all bonding around watching whatever, well, someone might be watching that on TV, but someone's watching the other thing. You know, they're watching YouTube content because they, they're not interested in free-to-air broadcast TV or whatever. They're watching a specific thing. So it's, it's really interesting. And stuff that I would think, well, okay, well, that makes sense for some content if it's just, you know, 
rubbish on YouTube, then maybe you just want to watch that on your smartphone. But it's not just that. So sport, um, the number of people who want to watch the big game, whatever their big game is, their football or whatever, on their TV is halved in 12 months. And that seems nuts. And part of this is... It's just like a lot of people at dinner parties looking at their phone under the table. Well, I think perhaps. But part of it is too, you know, we're now more used to streaming content. Um, and, you know, you can stream your... your your, your Foxtel game on your device. Mm-hmm. So that, um, you know, it used to be you had the, the cricket on the radio while you were doing stuff in the yard or whatever, but it's more, you know, increasingly so where you are, and it might be at your desk at work or whatever, you on your device, you're streaming, you know, that sport. So it's just a really interesting trend. I, um, I, I did, the other day, I did find myself in this position. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts. So, like, typically I watch TV on the television because I've got a smart TV that hooks up with that and I've also got things like, you know, Apple TV to back up on so, you know, I can stream through the different content services from there, whether it's it's Apple or it's Dan or it's, you know, Netflix or what have you. Um, I've also... And then when I go onto my cross trainer at home, like my exercise machine at home, I use Foxtel Go. Yep. And then I found myself at the gym. So at the gym um, where I go to... <laughs> I like this. I found myself at the gym. Yeah, I'm no, at the gym. I'm here. Oh, this is a huge mistake. <laughs> but I found myself here and I've woken up here. Um, so I was on the treadmill. And on the treadmill, like, you can watch TV because they've got TVs built into the, the okay. thing. And they've got, like, TVs up the top and yep. you're in the one place. You're not, it looks like you're going somewhere, <laughs> you're but you're not anywhere. actually going anywhere. Yeah. So you can watch the TV. And it's a great distraction tool, especially if there's some sort of action movie on. Yep. So that's great. But it got to the end of... It was some show about, like, these people who'd, like, crashed in the wilderness and they, we knew they were going to be rescued, but I wanted right. to see how they were rescued. Yeah. And I needed to get off the treadmill because, you know, I, I'd had it and <laughs> I was ready to move on to, like, the weights. But you can't... In the weight section, there wasn't that TV there. So I actually downloaded the Freeview oh, okay. app and then streamed TV through the Freeview app um, while I was on the, the rest of the machine. So I wasn't watching it on the TV anymore. Yeah. But if I had the choice, I would have been. It's just that I didn't, like I was moving around more, so I had to do that. So I think maybe it's one of those things where people still really enjoy TV, but their circumstances at the time mean that they've kind of got to stream it to a device if they want to watch it. Yeah, that's, that, look, that's a really interesting story and a good example. I did think it was going to go elsewhere. I thought you were going to say, I was watching this on the show and I really wanted to see the end. And that's how I ran my first marathon, in the gym, on the treadmill. Oh, there for four so and a half hours I was. It was a one-hour-long TV show. Yeah. If I can get a marathon done in one oh, hour, be, oh, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. Yes. I'm also a world champion. <laughs> well, even more than that. Um, so, look, I think that's interesting. Of course, this all, all sort of raises the, the other issue about this is it used to be much easier to know what was on and when it was on. Um, and, you know, I think all of us now in our lives go, I want to watch this content. Where, now, where in is my it? library of stuff that I subscribe to or have, you That's know... That's become really whatever. tricky and it can be on multiple sort of sure. different places yep. and there are benefits to all of them. Yep. And, you know, I know I've... Uh, 
like I've got Apple TV and uh, and I buy stuff off iTunes and you know and I've got uh, Foxtel on uh, on the app and um, but I know there have been times where I've bought stuff off iTunes to watch them and go oh. I but could have just like, accessed that yeah, elsewhere. You know, because yeah. it was in another service that I subscribed to. And, and this is, look, I think this hasn't been solved. And, you know, people are trying to solve it. And with the Apple TV, Apple made a big deal. Oh, you, you can search for content across the apps. Right. You can, as long as those apps happen to, you know, tie Provide into the that system. information, yeah. So I can do a search that shows me if it's in iTunes and Netflix, for instance, but doesn't show me the other things that I can also view through there. Like Three the, different services, yeah. My, yeah. my streaming TV apps that I use and all that sort of stuff. So. I find it interesting, like, just the change in behaviour too. So I've got a three-year-old son who says, I want to watch Octonauts, and then I have to make that happen yep. because no one's relying on the guide anymore. So Octonauts could be on at 4 p.m., but I have to make it happen right then because yeah. he's used to, you know, there's YouTube available and there's ABC iView. Maybe I can find it on that, and maybe there's something I can stream through Foxtel. And I have to go through all of these different freaking services because the ruler of the house has decided that Octonauts is the thing. Yeah. But this is what apparently grown adults do now to and this is just our expectation that we can watch whatever we want at the exact moment that we want it and then we start those stories with our kids going when I was a kid you had four <laughs> channels it was live to it you couldn't record I, when and I was a kid and if the aerial fell over you were busted yeah, so I grew you know it, it grew up at a time where there was no way to record what was on TV if you wanted to go to the loo you had to wait for the ad break if you wanted to watch a show it was only on whenever um, there was no cable TV you know there was no VCRs when I was young I was pre-VCR. So, you know, and then we start, oh, and they're just going, yeah, get over yourself. It's interesting, my 14-year-old daughter, uh, she gets excited when we watch live TV. She's like, so this is happening now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like it's, you know, it's a particular show or, uh, you know, a sports event or whatever. And it's live because, you know, we grew up watching, I guess, live TV, like whatever it was, live shows and entertainment shows or sport or, you know, Hey, Hey, it's Saturday or cricket or whatever. But in this sort of streaming content already always available, the idea of watching live TV happening now is this novelty. novelty. Yeah, I know. It's like this this retro thing. So anyway, look, there's, you know, interesting trends, I guess, in all this. So speaking of the future, as we were, and and the the past. So right now, when I get to work, I get to work in a car or a train, and, like, they typically have some sort of connection to the ground. Yeah. So potentially... You never catch the train. I have caught the train. Once. Yeah. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> anyway. And then it rained and I stopped. Stopped. So anyway. But you get here. And but you... I get here. So, so typically I get here in a car. You do. It's a small but impressively, you know, compact yep. car. Yep. And it gets me here fine, but I want to fly to work. Yeah. Well, yes. And that's... All 11 minutes, that whole 11 minute I journey, know. if I can cut yeah, it down to five, yeah. I think that, yeah, that, yeah, that's really going to save my life. Look, there's a few things there. I mean, one of the, it's the issue you have. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a moat. <laughs> yes, you're turning up to the airport as everyone's boarding. But, you know, aside from your personal issues, I mean, the flying cars has been, you know, the dream of the future for, well, for generations. The Jetsons has been my dream. The Jetsons has been the sort of icon of this. But uh, you can go back to the 60s and people were talking about flying cars. Well, however, they are becoming a reality. Uber is working on a flying taxi. Now, that's... That and they're a, talking about this by, like, 2020, which seems yeah, ridiculous, because I don't I know. know if they realise it's 2017. I know. Someone hasn't told them. Um, so, that's and you kind of go, that's crazy. But, you know, this is in the foreseeable future. This particular thing, this flying car we're talking about, is very foreseeable because it's going to be on the market this year. Now, um, one of the Google co-founders, Larry Page, 
into flying cars and you know and they've they basically restructured the company last year to be alphabet so yep. alphabet is kind of like the big google umbrella and google is underneath that because they really both of the, the founders want to focus on these kind of high-minded you know way of the future change healthcare, change transport ideas these really big picture ideas because hey that's what you do when you're really rich and you want to change people's lives for sure and you know this is this is what a whole bunch of um you know tech people are doing you know whether it's Flying cars or building tunnels or, you know... Making bunkers. Flying to Mars or whatever. <laughs> uh, but, look, he's got this flying car. It's called the Kitty Hawk. Of course it is. Uh, Kitty Hawk is where the Wright brothers did their first flying test. Right. Um, so it's kind of cute. You know, I like that. Um, and it's a lot of things, this flying car. One thing it really isn't, I reckon, is a flying car. Oh, it, well, come on. Bring us all down. You know, like... It, it is flies. Not, sure. It's a vehicle. Look, I'm picturing, you know, some sort of, say, a Volkswagen Golf with wings. That's, you know, that's pretty much the image you have in your head. This is that. you have in your head. So this looks like a jet ski, you know, has gone out on a really big night, had a few beers, met up with a drone. They've got together. Things have happened. And the offspring is just weird. So you sit on this thing like you would on a jet ski, okay? There's a okay. seat like that with some sort of... Like, I feel like there should be more safety... I know. So there's no seatbelt, for Where instance. Where do I put my bag? Uh, nowhere to put your bag. You're sitting on this thing as a jet ski, and around the jet ski is kind of like a net. Um, that, <laughs> when I inevitably fall off. Well, that's right, because right. if you fall without the net, below this net are four propeller braid, blades, <sighs> like you see on a, a, like a drone. That's awkward. So think of a drone that people, you know, are flying down the park. Right. A lot bigger, mated with a jet ski. Uh-huh. And this is the Kitty Hawk. Now, there's a couple of issues with this as a sort of transport vehicle. Just a couple. <laughs> one, it takes one person. You don't need a, a pilot's license because it's a, a ultralight. So, technically... Oh, good. I'm glad that we're really breaking yeah, down I the know. restrictions to uh, fly my hovercraft So, you're the thinking, streets. you know, here's this first, first self-flying car uh, or flying car. You know, can I have one? Well, you don't need to be a pilot. Terrific. Um, I don't think... It, you would even need a car license. I don't think you need any license at all, I suspect. Oh, see, we're solving the world's problems. As a term, a uh, form of transport, it's got some issues. And I looked at the FAQ of the site. Uh-huh. It says it can only be flown over fresh water. Now, I don't know if that's a... Can you just, like, drop water as you go? <laughs> can you have, like, a water bottle with you? So it takes off a water. It needs water under there because it's forcing air down and it bounces off the water. Right. Um... The fresh thing has me confused. Is it? I don't know if this is a sort but of regulation issue. maybe it's like a issue. surf thing, though. Yeah, maybe well... Maybe it's like a current thing. Yeah, well, look, maybe it's just the regulation issue that you're not allowed to fly these things down the beach because that'd be cool at the beach. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe not, but look... You could actually jump sharks. If <laughs> you could jump sharks. Um, but this is, you know, pitched at those who, you know, I have a lake house... Um, and of course you do. Take yeah. off. And in the, in the demo, there's a woman in a speedboat who has forgotten something, can of Coke or a wallet or a glasses or something. <laughs> so she rings a mate and mate says, I'll be right there, jumps on the flying Kitty Hawk jet ski I feel like she mutant. could have bought a Coke. Yeah, and sort of takes it over and says, here you are. And you just go, that's ah, just... That's like, awkward. It's cut. Rich people problems. It, it is from the people who bought us the Google Glasses. I would have bought the Google Glasses. I'm not really yeah. sure if I'm going to be able to make a moat between like no, my work and right, my yeah. home. Like once you've be, built the canal from your house to here yeah. at work, 
You could just take a boat. So I could go anywhere I want to as long as it's along Kedron Brook? Yes. Sweet. Yes. Although the bridges might be a bit tricky. <laughs> bridges. Well, that's Maybe I've got to go under the bridges somehow. I don't somehow. think it's, uh, well, it would fly over bridges or be allowed. I don't know if it suddenly falls from the sky. See, it's interesting to me that they're, you know, they've got this market plan that they're definitely going to sell it at the end of the year. Yep. I reckon CASA, this, yeah, the, the Australian like, Civil, Civil Aviation. Aviation Authority is thinking, no, actually, no. Yes. You can buy it and you can put it in your house and you can tell everyone you've got a flying car, but oh my goodness, do not fly this thing. Yeah, you might need a big bathtub. And look, we don't know... I mean, it will go on sale, so that would mean that technically someone could buy it in America and bring it out here. Um, I think there's a lot of regulation issues. We don't know how much it will cost, um, so that's a bit of an issue. I reckon in in um, Silicon Valley, I reckon in potentially Redmond, like when they got nice big lakes, nice yep. big flat bits of water, we're going to see some of them out there. You'll see, you know, Terrific. Bill yep. Gates getting into the yeah, fly, flying out onto the lake over his house and. and and whatnot, but I don't necessarily think we'll see this in the Brisbane River. I think it could be too. I'm waiting for the first disaster. That'll be funny. Um, like the guy who invented the Segway who segwayed off the cliff, and I know you're oh, a Segway girl. Everyone talks about this one guy. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you go off one cliff and all of a sudden something's dangerous. Well, he did die, um, but I do think we're going to... he did it once. <laughs> he he it only once. died once. But I do think we might see you know, some of our brightest minds in the tech world chopped to pieces by self-flight because as you fall off I'm thinking it's going to have to land and you're on the water and this thing is landing on you that's not good so get yourself a fresh wheel and then get yourself a flying car yep yeah no we've solved it we've solved the world's problems All right, thank you very much. Please tune again in again next week and we'll solve some more of your problems or, you know, create some more. And in the meantime, save up for a flying car. I think we need to do it again in this room because it's, it's actually changed the dynamics because we're not sitting opposite each other now. I feel we have this bonding experience. Yeah, okay. Right. This, is, this is weird. Or not. We'll go back to the studio next week. See you then. Thanks for listening, and remember to visit couriermail.com.au for the latest news, sport, business and entertainment. And whether you agree or disagree, love us or loathe us, please rate the podcast on iTunes. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.